This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Welcome wrestling fans. Welcome to Curtain Jerk. And as always, I am your host, Jacob Grandi, reporting for WrestlingWithWrestling.com and the Dragon Suplex Podcasting Network. It's been a big week. It's been a big week for New Japan Pro Wrestling. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about WWE NXT. We're going to be talking about AEW. We're going to be running down AEW Revolution predictions. Unfortunately, we're not going to be talking about the Women's Eliminator Tournament. There is so much New Japan, I couldn't catch it before Dynamite. And then Dynamite had the finals, and it kind of really took the wind out of my sails to watch you know, matches I kind of already knew the results of. So if you're tuning into Curtain Jerkin to hear some women's eliminator tournament reviews, I am sorry. But if you're turning in, tuning in to Curtain Jerkin to hear me talk about hip hop in the world of pro wrestling, look no further. Turn it up a little bit. Tap a friend, unplug those headphones, and let it play out loud for everyone around you. Because we're going to talk about that right now because Soldier Boy, tell him, aka Soldier Boy, the guy that's got so much ringtone money, he uh, he's got multiple houses. Said that the rap game was faker than wrestling, which you'd think that that would upset a lot of rappers, but it upset a lot of wrestlers. Randy Orton specifically came at him. They went back and forth. Uh, Bow Wow kind of uh, supported him. Which is hilarious. Bow Wow said that, you know, like, you guys are forgetting that we call our own shots, which is ridiculous to say. Jermaine Dupree called his shots throughout his career, and we all remember that. Alexa Bliss got into it with Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy showed Alexa Bliss that she one time did his dance on SmackDown, which she did. Um, so, you know, how can you say that he's. Uh, all these negative things when you're out there emulating him, Alexa. So I, I was, I was for Alexa, I was for Soldier Boy in that argument. I understood where he's coming from. He's like, look at me, you're imitating me, you're emulating me. But Randy Orton, come on, man, don't be spending all that ringtone money on a hospital bill. Randy Orton would whoop both your asses. Maybe Bow Wow and Soldier Boy could go and wrestle Bollywood Boys on 205 Live. Maybe that could be a Saudi Arabia main event or something i don't know where they're going with this but uh, you know they definitely took the uh the rappers in pro wrestling reigns from bad bunny this week and they now they have it i know as we've said on the show bow wow is getting trained by ricochet or not ricochet uh rikishi but who is soldier boy getting trained he's in the rap game kind of Hadn't had a hit in many years. Um, more famous now for his ridiculous antics on morning shows. I don't know what's going to happen here, but I'm tuning in. Big E says that he wants another Death Jam Vendetta game, and I'm all on board for that. We got to get, you know, we could get Max Caster involved. We could get Soldier Boy, Bow Wow, Bad Bunny. You know, the list goes on and on. Flo Rider's got to be on it. John Cena, PM News, Men on a Mission, R-Truth, Rocky Romero. We could have a rapper pro wrestling video game at this point, and I'd be all for it. 
But I'm not trying to bury the lead here, guys. We have AEW Revolution happening this Sunday, first AEW pay-per-view happening on a Sunday, and we're going to run down the card. We're going to give you our predictions. I did pretty well for Elimination Chamber, I will want to say, the last prediction show I did. So let's see how well I do here. Rio and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker, DMD, and Rebel. I'm going Britt Baker, DMD, and Rebel. I think Rebel might be hurt or not actually taking place or take you know involved in this match anymore. But uh, I'm going with the heels. Casino Tag Team Royale. Uh, Shit, man. I don't know. It could be anybody, but I'm going Pac Phoenix because they're fucking awesome. They killed it. They kill it every time. Uh, Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. You got to go with Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. And that's going to spin off to, I think, Miro versus Orange Cassidy. But... I don't know, man. Maybe Orange Cassidy might be just like uh, a star sucker. I don't think that uh, Chris Jericho looked like a star when he wrestled him. And now Miro is not really looking like a star in this feud either. So I think maybe Orange Cassidy might be a good mid-card feud. Such a good mid-card, or mid-card act rather. Such a good mid-card act that if you have a, you know, a main eventer come down, they look mid-card. It's not like Orange Cassidy looks like a main eventer here. And I could say the same thing about the Cody or the the Jericho feud. I'm stumbling over my words. I'm so upset about Orange Cassidy. Now he's good. He's a good wrestler. But uh, I really do think that they need to keep him in the mid card, having him wrestle, uh, you know, some guys on dark or something. Make make them look foolish. It's really uh, long feuds playing out, and uh, we really haven't seen what Miro can do in AEW because he's been tied in this feud for that long. The face. Of Revolution ladder match: Cody versus Scorpio Sky versus Penta El Zero Mirdo versus Lance Archer versus Max Caster versus a to be determined a mystery opponent. Last time they did a ladder match, I think the mystery opponent was Brian Cage and he won. This time, I mean, I don't know who could it be. I mean, I'm seeing all kinds of people post about it. I think it's going to be Ethan Page. Or maybe a ladder match. Maybe it would be RVD. That would be a good one to bring back for a ladder match. It's for a TNT title opportunity. You can't really put Cody Rhodes. He's already had the title. Scorpio Sky, I mean, I love him, but I don't think he's uh, really at that level. Lance Archer versus uh, Darby Allen would be good. I think it's going to be Lance Archer. Uh, Penta El Zero Merdo, I think that's uh, he's... Uh, He's too much similar to Darby Allen for it to be a good feud. Max Caster, I like his entrances, but he stunk up the place on AEW Dynamite, so I'm not picking him. Adam Page versus Matt Hardy. You got to go Adam Page. Strap the rocket to him. Give him the belt. He's going to be the guy that takes the belt off Kenny Omega. Then you have Brian Cage and Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen and Sting in a street fight. If they do not have Sting win this, they are foolish. I do not think they're that foolish. I'm going Sting. We got Young Bucks versus Inner Circle, Chris Jericho, and MJF. I'm thinking, hear me out, guys. Chris Jericho and MJF win, and then um, Pride and Powerful want a shot. They're reluctant to give them a shot. Sammy Guevara comes back, and then there's a new faction, Proud and Powerful, led by Sammy Guevara, and then the uh, 
Santana and Ortiz take the titles from Jericho and MJF. You gotta somehow have a transitional team from Bucks to Pride and Powerful. You've already done Pride and Powerful and Bucks. Split up the inner circle. You're already kind of forming a new heel team with the that horseman group that you had set up at Dynamite. So I'm thinking this is gonna be the Inner Circle is going to win this this one at Revolution, but it's going to set the tone for the breaking down of the Inner Circle. That's where I'm going with this. Karushita versus Ryu Mizunami, the winner of the Eliminator Tournament. You guys were listening to this show. I saw her. I was infatuated with her from the very beginning, and I can't believe she won this tournament. Trading forums with her on Dynamite. I'm excited about this one. I don't think they're going to take the title off Sheeta. I think that the tournament winner was a great way to introduce Mizunami to uh, the AEW audience. I hope they keep her around full-time at Daly's Place. I hope she moves from Tokyo to Jacksonville. But I do not think she's going to win this matchup. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in an exploding barbed wire death match. Holy hell. It's going to be crazy. Um... I think Kenny Omega is going to win. John Moxley just had a kid. John Moxley just had the title. John Moxley wants to go spend time with that kid. He will fall into some exploding barbed wire to do it. Kenny Omega is winning this one. But speaking of John Moxley, he had an amazing week this week. I mean, appearing on Dynamite, appearing on a New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. Facing Kenta for the U.S. title. I know it feels like forever ago since we've seen that match. It was last Friday. I'm recording it this Friday. But this was the biggest match in this show's history. Biggest match in this title's history. Kenta with a big boot in the early going. Mox lands a shoulder tackle to take him down. Larry at one count. Right after that, he just locks in the submission. He knew that wasn't going to take Kenta down. He was really just trying to get in his head, it feels like. Kenta and Mox spill to the floor. Kenta with a DDT onto the briefcase he's been carrying around all over the world to signify that he gets this title shot right now tonight. One, two, Mox kicks out. Kenta stays on him, though. One, two, Kenta, uh, Mox kicks out again. Vintage piece of shit, Kenta, taking down the knee pad. Looks like he's going to drop the knee, but jumps over him and just kicks him with the back of his toe. Old school 205 Live. I'm going to say old school 205 Live. I used to love 205 Live when Kenta was on it, and now here he is wrestling John Moxley. You got to love it. Wrestling is fucking sick. I'm just looking at my notes, and I'm getting excited about this match. Moxley dives on Kenta to the outside. Both men down. Battle on the stage. Knee by Moxley. Moxley gets the table. Kenta hits Moxley with the U.S. title. Double stomp through the table, just like on Dynamite from Kenta. Ref starts the count. Dropkick in the corner. Big stomp, big stomp off the top. One, two. Moxley kicks out again. Bitch slap after bitch slap. Lariat by Moxley. One, two. Kenta kicks out. Cross face by Kenta. Moxley struggling. Finally gets to the ropes. DDT by Mox. One, two. Kenta kicks out. Kenta, bleeding from his mouth, looks at Moxley and just yells, fuck you. Death Rider, one, two, three. Holy shit, what a match. I'm reading my notes. I'm getting excited. I know I just said that, but just that, fuck you. And then the Death Rider, he knew he, it was over, but he just wanted to show him that he was still, he still had fight left in him. 
even though he was pretty much going to lose this one. I can't believe John Moxley retains the U.S. title. Um, maybe he's just not going to be on dynamite, but you know he lives in Las Vegas. He's going to go back and forth from L.A. to Vegas, maybe defending this title. New Japan strong, somewhat controversial after this match because Marty Skrull, who just recently got released from Ring of Honor, was just behind the scenes and might be appearing on New Japan Strong. I think they've since then nixed that with the uh, backlash that they've received. Some more backlash with that is Joey Ryan tried to put a show together, but then people found out that it was Joey Ryan, so then it got canceled. Um, all kinds of shit's happening. This, uh, this, um, uh, it's not Me Too, I'm trying to think of it, but the thing that happened this summer, the uh, movement that happened this summer on social media to get, uh, some of these guys out of wrestling is they're holding to it. They're not letting these guys up. I mean, I'm surprised that they they still try to do something like this this early. Um, I can understand that it might be frustrating for them to you know lose a career, but it's also probably frustrating to get sexually assaulted. So there you go with that. New Japan, though, back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. They killed it all weekend over in Japan with their Castle Attack events. The curtain jerker of the weekend, Cobb, Okan, Osprey versus Kojima, Tenzan, and Tanahashi. Talk about a curtain jerker. Uh, Kojima lands a series of chops to Okan. Cobb tossing around Kojima. Tanahashi and Okan go at it. No love loss there. Tenzan cannot do the Mongolian chops, and it ends up getting in the way. Eliminator on Tanahashi. Tour of the Islands on Kojima. Oscutter on Tenzan. One, two, three. This was a great matchup. And we had a strap match. And, of course, I love strap matches. Most recently, Holiday versus Savio Vega. But the one in my heart is Sting versus Vader. Strap matches are awesome. But this one was a little different. You didn't just have to touch the turnbuckle pads. You had to take the turnbuckle pads off. Yano and Chase Owens, of all people, they go at it. It was pretty entertaining. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this Memphis kind of stuff. I can understand if you don't like it in your New Japan Pro Wrestling. But uh, I think New Japan Pro Wrestling, you got Gato, someone who loves ECW, who loves old school Memphis, who you know kind of came into the business through FMW, which was doing crazy shit. And then they see things like DDT kind of gaining steam and gaining momentum and gaining popularity in Japan. They're also trying to cross over to the American market. They're thinking, why not do stuff like this? It's Toriyano. You know, he's a comedy character. Chase Owens. I mean, I guess he's kind of going that route into doing comedy. He's always had uh, comedic elements to his entrances and promos and things. But here he is going full-fledged into it. And you got to love it. It's It's a nice spot on the card. And it brings kind of these stipulations into the fold into New Japan, so then when you do have those blood feuds, these fans know what these matches can do. I don't know. I like it. We also had Ishii and Jay White on the same show. This show, the first show of the weekend, was just amazing. Uh, Gato distracts, w- distracts, and White takes advantage, as always. That's when Switchblade rolls out of the ring, takes us all to Larry Land. Ishii having to battle two men at once, just like all Jay White matches. Jay controlling the pace, Ishii in trouble. Beautiful deadlift German by Switchblade in this match. 
going after the ribs of Ishii. Ishii's ribs really hurting here, but he does manage to beat a 20 count only to get hit with the Kiwi Crusher. One, two, Ishii kicks out. Strike battle. Ishii knocks Switchblade down. Su suplex by Ishii. One, two, Jay White kicks out. Side suplex by uh, Jay White. Ishii in trouble. His ribs really hurting. One, two, Ishii kicks out. Jay White stays on him. Inzaguri by Ishii, Gato down, crowd feeling it here, they're on their feet, or they're clapping along, you can see uh, Sleeper Suplex by Jay White, Ishii, uh, you know, kind of fires back here, Blade Runner though, one, two, three, Jay White gets the victory, every time Jay White wins, I get pissed off a little bit. I don't know. He's such a great heel, uh, especially if you look back and, you know, people called him shitty Kenny. He's really not Kenny Omega at all. He's wrestles a much slower pace. He's different than, um, well, when he first came out initially, he was different than a lot of people on the card. Now you got Evil and now you got G.O.D. kind of doing the same kind of similar style. I know G.O.D. was around before him. I know Evil was around before him, but now they both, they all have a manager they're all in bullet club i mean and they're all successful they're all great matches match uh, wrestlers but uh i feel like switchblade there's something to him man he's a star he's a star they've made it that promo at the end of wrestle king promo of the year still uh nothing can beat that promo but we do have nwa power coming back so they always have good promos even though they've been a uh, cherry picked by other promotions I do think that when NWA Power comes back, we're going to be getting some great, great promos. But Jay White and Ishii wasn't the main event of this card. This card was packed full of awesome shit. Okada versus Evil. They brawl to the outside, taking out the announcer's desk again. The announcer goes flailing, gets me every time I crack up, uses the chair to take advantage. Togo gets involved. He helps Evil, uh, you know, Get the upper hand. One, two, no. One, two, no. Evil cannot keep Okada down. Okada fires back, sends Evil to the floor, allowing both men to regroup. DDT to both Togo and Evil by Okada. Evil with a scorpion deathlock. Okada struggling, finally gets to the rope. Evil hits an exploder into the turnbuckle. Um, Togo comes in with a chair. Ref distracted. It kind of, like, this was kind of bullshit here. But the ref does, like, kind of, you know, f fall down. Some kind of bullshit here with the chair here. Like, e every evil match. Uh, I can't stand this kind of shit here. Uh, low blow by evil. Low blow by Okada, though. Okada firing back. He's not going to use any weapons. But he is going to, you know, give a guy a low blow. They're both down. Money clip by Okada. Rainmaker by Okada. Still has the hand. Picks him up. German by Evil. Both men down again. Lariat by Evil. 1-2. Okada kicks out. But then he hits the Rainmaker. 1-2-3. All is right in the world. Okada beats Evil. You gotta fucking love New Japan. I love this shit. Castle Attack Night 2. Will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb are curtain jerking again they're coming out there wrestling ten cozy tanahashi no con wrestle later on in the night but this matchup here pretty solid shit here uh will and uh J jeff cobb attack ten cozy before the bell everyone brawls on the outside back in the ring kojima lands some chops 
on both Will and Jeff Cobb. I'm going to call them Will and Jeff. It's kind of funny here. Uh, Will and Jeff cutting the ring in half here, getting uh, Kojima all on one side, one, two. Tenzon breaks it up, but at the end of the day, Kojima comes in and hits a lariat, one, two, three. Tenkozy gets a victory. I was shocked about that. We go on in the ma- in the uh, card here. Tanahashi versus Great Okan. No love lost here. They wrestled in a six man tag the night before, and they get into it, man. I mean, Okan is kind of winning me over. He's uh, the character is there. I feel like he kind of keeps trying to get this young lion involved. The young lion struggling with his emotions here, trying to see what he can do. He's saying, "Give me the chair. Give me the chair." He eventually slides in the chair to. Tanahashi, Tanahashi doesn't use it, l- leaves it alone. Frog splash after frog splash, sling blade after sh- sling blade. He, uh, Tanahashi cannot keep him down. Um, Okan still stays in control. Okan with a huge submission uh, or airplane spin into a submission here. It was or like it was like a a stretch muffler airplane spin. I I was into that. Sidewalk slam, claw applied, but Tanahashi rolls him up and kind of steals one. Kind of steals one from Okan. He's crafty. He's a veteran. One, two, three. Tanahashi gets the victory there. I love how Tanahashi is still getting victories, but they're not as definitive. That's good. That shows you, uh, you know, crafty. Kind of like how Kobe had to change his game from eight to twenty-four. Tanahashi's kind of changing his game in his later career too. Moving on, though, LP versus Bushi versus El Desperado for the vacant IWGP junior title. A lot going on in the early going. LP, crazy athletic. He rips at the mask of Desperado. You know it's going to be good now. Last time they ripped at the mask of Desperado was one of the biggest moments of last year for New Japan. He puts it on, and he just kind of, Vince McMahon, Conor McGregor walks up the ramp, I can see the Japanese fans not happy about this. He then goes after Bushi. Desperado comes back and he's pissed. He's got a new mask. Bushi, neck breaker to Desperado. One, two, no. Spinebuster uh, El Num- into an El Numero dose. LP in trouble. One, two, LP kicks out. At the, uh, the 28th minute mark here, CR2 from LP. One, two, no. Bushi, one, two, LP kicks out too quick to call here a lot of shit going on but el desperado gets the victory new champ this is what i was calling for a while ago whenever they had that takahashi versus el desperado match he was made a star and they made him a star this week because after castle attack he moves on and wrestles Abushi, but before Abushi can wrestle Desperado, abushi has got to wrestle his arch nemesis, if you will, Naito, and that was another match on this card. This Castle Attack weekend was fucking stacked. Abushi versus Naito, both men trading blows at the early going. Naito pushing Red Shoes out of the way to attack Abushi more as the pace picks up, going outside. Naito stays on Abushi. Naito with a figure four to Abushi at one point. You gotta love that. You you gotta woo. I wonder where the woos were in this Tokyo crowd when we saw the figure four applied. 
moonsault by Ibushi. One, two, Naito kicks out, but Naito stays in control after the moonsault. Ibushi had to get to the ropes here. Second rope deadlift German vintage Ibushi at this point. Sit down, powerbomb by Ibushi. One, two, Naito kicks out. Naito throwing forearms until Ibushi just explodes up and just lands a lariat. Destino by Naito. One, two, Ibushi kicks out. Big Kamagoye shot to the back of the head by Ibushi. Kamagoye again. One, two, Naito kicks out. Another Kamagoye. One, two, three. Ibushi gets the victory here. God damn, what a match. But then, as we previously mentioned, Desperado, one half of the IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions, the newest IWGP Junior Champion, comes out and challenges... Abushi, the current Intercontinental Champion and IWGP Heavyweight Champion for the 49th anniversary card. Holy shit, this card featured Okan beating Naito. So Naito lost twice here. Take those L's, rest those knees, Naito. Come back for this New Japan Cup. You're probably wondering where the New Japan Cup coverage is on this show. It is coming up, guys. Next week, I'm going to have a full rank, just like I rank the Wednesday Night Wars from worst to first. I'm going to have a top 10 for the New Japan Cup. I also did it for the G1, so stay tuned for that. 49th anniversary show, main evented by Ibushi and Desperado, though. Awesome shit here. Both men feeling each other out the early going. Kick takes down Desperado. And then everything kind of goes to the outside. One count kick out by Desperado. Another big boot. David Lee Roth would be proud of these boots that Abushi was throwing here. One, two, Desperado kicks out. Desperado tries to fire back, but another boot by Abushi. Desperado goes to after the leg of Abushi, he's like, you can't fucking kick me if I break your fucking leg. One, two, Abushi kicks out. Desperado attempting to, to just like tie up Abushi here at one point. A submission, but Abushi does get to the ropes. Abushi kind of like takes, takes Desperado down. They're both down at the 15 minute mark. Abushi, uh, Kind of gets on his feet here, kicking Desperado again. Desperado kind of uh, not having it anymore. He fires up, but then Abushi comes back at him and just lights up his chest here. Desperado bringing him down, goes up top with a frog splash. One, two, Abushi kicks out. Desperado getting frustrated. Crowd is hooked here. Low rider powerbomb from Abushi. Or last ride powerbomb by Abushi, excuse me. One, two, Desperado kicks out. A- You know, again, crowd clapping along here. Roll up, one, two, Ibushi kicks out and then comes up and lands a kick. Miss Kamagoye into a numero dos, almost gets it locked in. But then another Kamagoye, one, two, Desperado kicks out of the Kamagoye. Other members of Suzuki Gun are letting him know. Desperado, he's about to fucking kick you again, just like he did Naito. But there's nothing Desperado could do about it. Boom, Kamagoye again. One, two, three. 
Abushi gets the victory here. The junior title wasn't on the line. The IC and IWGP is now one title. There was too many titles in New Japan, so it was kind of cool to bring the two biggest ones together. And now I feel like they all have a definitive um, place on the card. You got the mid-card title, Tanahashi. You got the world title, Ibushi. The junior title. Now you just made that junior title. The junior title was kind of just floating around. But now I feel like Desperado is going to hold it. You got Tanahashi, Takahashi coming back in six months. And you got to do that match again. Takahashi versus Hiromu. Or Hiromu Takahashi versus El Desperado is the match to do. Just keep heating up El Desperado. You can have him lose the junior tag title. And then you got the world tag team titles with G.O.D. You even have John Moxley with the U.S. title. Look at their champions and compare their champions to any other company's champions new japan is where it's at new japan is always where it's at they lost a lot of american audience i would say because of uh of aw and everything but if you watch there's just a seriousness to their product that uh that aw kind of fails at grasping a lot of the time and wb definitely fails at grasping a lot of the time new japan i mean they're the best, man. I'll say it. They're my favorite. No more New Japan talk, though, guys. We are going to be talking about the Wednesday Night Wars. And as always, I've ranked every single match from the Wednesday Night Wars from worst to first. It was a big one. I know last week I said NXT was better. This week, hands down, AEW is better. AEW is better nine times out of ten. And I think uh, with that and the NHL... NXT is thrown in the towel. The rumor is that NXT is moving to Tuesday nights. What will I do? I'll still rank them. NXT versus AEW every single week, I'm going to rank them because that's what we're kind of doing on the show. Unless something cooler comes to my mind. But going from worst to first, Pac, versus, Pac and Phoenix versus D3 and John Skyler. You guys know the deal. The last match on the card, the last, uh, you know, the worst ranked match on curtain jerking every week means that they just got their asses whooped Pac and phoenix killed it they won with a 450 heavy strikes uh but it's hard to really say this was a good match because they whooped their ass so definitively good to see john schuyler back he got hurt during the pandemic on a dark i think and now here he is back wrestling on dynamite this guy's been on nxt He's been everywhere. He's from the Carolinas. I've seen him wrestle at WrestleCade. Him and Hurricane Helms one time tore the house down, so it's cool to see him back. I don't know if you guys remember Raw one time where he came out as Ricky Roberts uh, playing the guitar with Elias. John Schuyler is Ricky Roberts. He goes by many aliases, but he got his ass kicked on Dynamite this week. Number nine, Ember Moon versus Aaliyah. Similar situation. It was kind of cool to see Shotzi take out... uh, Aliyah's manager. That was a little nuance. That's why I went to number nine, but Aliyah did get her ass kicked. Number eight, this match was bad. They went back and forth. I was looking forward to these guys going out. I was even texting my dad. Tin's great. Max Caster's great. But they stunk up the place. And then the finish was Jack Evans hitting um, Tin with a boombox to appease Matt Hardy. So, I mean, I'm tired of these distraction finishes um it was kind of lame duck this was number eight was actually the worst match on the uh 
on both shows this week. I will say that. Number seven, Grimes versus Reed. There was a little back and forth, but then LA Knight came and just kind of uh, hit Reed for no reason. I like LA Knight coming in. I like Grimes getting the victory, but it really didn't stand out. That's why I didn't crack the top five. Number six, Baszler and Jax versus Kai and Gonzalez. They should have put the titles on Kai and Gonzalez. They did some kind of tomfoolery here with there being a Raw referee. I kind of enjoyed that. I want to see this match maybe on Raw. Maybe they do some more tomfoolery on Raw and we get it on Fastlane. I think they can do something with this, but you know it sits right there at 6 out of 10 from worst to first, which ain't bad considering Nia Jax was in the matchup. But going into our top 5, Lorcan and Birch versus Ciampa and Thatcher. These four men can kill it. I feel like if these four men were in any show ever, it would be the top five if you had to rank every match. They would at least get to the top five. Number four, though, Shaq and Jade versus Cody and Velvet. The spectacle. The curtain jerker of all curtain jerkers. I can't believe it was first, but you're tuning in to see Shaq. He comes out right away. It was awesome. Jade looked good. Red Velvet did her part. Cody jumping over the top rope to deliver a splash of Shaq, putting him through two tables. You got your gift there. You got your thing that you can show on ESPN. You can show on TNT there. It was amazing shit. This match delivered on every conceivable way a match can deliver. Number three, FTR and Tully Blanchard versus Jurassic Express. This was great. I mean, you saw Tully wrestle... It kind of lost some. It was an amazing, amazing match. It lost some points to me because the cameraman ended up being Sean Spears, and they kind of form something that should have happened months ago, but we see it happen now. I want to see more. I want to see Tully and Marco in a singles matchup here. Can we get it? Number two, Balor and Strong, the main event of NXT coming in at number two. This match was hot. This was good. No distraction finishes. Strong. Snug as fuck every time. Balor hanging in there with him. Balor, kind of like we were talking with Tanahashi, is doing more and more ground-based stuff. He's changing up his game. He's not as big of a high flyer as he used to be, and it shows in NXT, and he's your fucking champion. Next week, him and Cole are probably going to kill it, but that wasn't the main event. Believe it or not, Nyla Rose got the top spot on the Wednesday Night War matches ranked from worst to first. Nyla Rose versus Mizunami. Mizunami gets the victory. She's stolen my heart. I love Mizunami. I want to see, see her have a good match with Sheeta. Do I think she's going to win against Sheeta? No. But do I want her to win against Sheeta? Yes. She's a little Brian Knobs. She's a little Okada. She's a little her own thing. JR was even marking out for her. You got to love that Mizunami won the Women's Eliminator Tournament here. Bring her on full-time. Tokyo to Jacksonville. We need to see it, baby. I'm all on board on Mizunami. I'm all on board with watching wrestling every single week. Tune in next week. We're going to have New Japan Cup coverage. We're probably going to be talking about what rappers said and did involving wrestling. We're going to be ranking every match from worst to first just like what we did. I'm getting super stoked thinking about Shaq going through that table. I was a, I'm was a big NBA fan. I love seeing Shaq. I love seeing Sting. Come on, guys. Where's the fun in wrestling nowadays. A lot of people are shitting on Shaq coming. A lot of people are shitting on Big Show appearing in uh, AEW. But you got to love it. It's cool. It's fun. It's it's uh, exciting again to see you know, where AEW fits in the world of wrestling as far as getting compared to WWE. It's exciting 
to see these celebrities. It's exciting to see a bar- exploding barbed wire death match, which is something we're going to talk about next episode. As always, guys, fly high. I'm out. <laughs>